I know how to treat people at the workplace. I get it. I know what to say, what not to say. You don't have to tell me. Slap them on the ass once. Yes. You don't do it twice. You just do it once. So you got a one ass slap policy. One ass slap. And that's where you draw the line. Yep. It's two is crossing the line. not a fucking animal. Yeah, just one ass slap. I yep. tell him that he's doing a good job. I'm like, Frank, keep it up. <laughs> Welcome to the Cast with No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 16, Monday, August 8, 2022. This episode, we will be discussing the 1987 Paul Verhoeven film Robocop and the 1993 Marco Brambilla. Marco Getting started off early. Brambilla? Brambilla? <laughs> Brambilla. Brambilla film Demolition Man. Don't forget to visit our new website, acastwithnoname.com. Comment on episodes and write to our email, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. If you want to give us any kind of recommendations, you want to argue with us, any of that good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit. We had a slight break. Wait, so I'm fired, Jay? <clears throat> you were. And then you came back groveling. It hurt my heart. And you said, I Cry. have nothing else to do. <laughs> On Monday evenings, and I was like, "All right, yeah, so. I was I was sad last Monday. Yeah, nothing to do. Yep. just lying on the beach, getting drunk. No, you know, n- no, no one. It's miserable. Well, <laughs> I was here, and it was hot as balls, so uh, mm. didn't get drunk. Well, did Puff hydrate you in any way? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> there was no hydration at all. I asked and I asked and I asked, and he just kept declining. <laughs> He kept leaving. I put my hand on his leg. He'd get all freaked (laughs) out. I don't know why. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, welcome back. And, uh, well, I'm ready to talk about RoboCop and Demolition Man. Yep. Well, Jay, why do we do, why do we want to talk about these two movies? Well, I, for a while, I always thought that these movies were kind of complementary to each other. Um, meaning that they were two, films proposing a different dystopian future on a different political spectrum so you have robocop where the right uh i guess quote unquote may have won Mm -hmm. uh business is uh everything is about business and um corporations are the government corporations are the government they're entering into contracts and they have all the power where then you have demolition man to where it's more of a left-leaning dystopian society to where you have a very uh all the powers in the local government mm-hmm. or that specific government and they dictate how everyone should live their lives based quote unquote for their own safety and for their own good right so uh but they're two totally different films um not only in uh i guess political ideology as far as what the future is proposing but um also kind of style you have robocop which is more satire and then you have demolition man which is more of a typical action movie action uh 90s action comedy kind of right film yeah but uh both are pleasant surprises though i think yeah you go in thinking you're gonna watch an action movie and both are robocop you, you get a satire and then i mean yeah demolition man it's it's more of an action movie but wrapped in there is you know kind of satire sort of a little bit not satire but i th- I think it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek humor yeah. like oh wouldn't it be funny if this happened kind right, of a right. thing to where um robocop is definitely more of a 
has darker comedic tones with the future that it has in it to where demolition man is more of a lighthearted um not to be necessarily taken that seriously kind of approach yeah they i think in robocop they were aiming to be satirical and demolition man i don't think they realized what they had when they were writing it they were just okay we got stolen in snipes we're just gonna make an action movie and then probably slowly but surely they realized well there's some kind of funny uh dialogue uh reflection of society you know going on here that we didn't realize even Mm -hmm. realize when we were writing the thing yep and uh, surprising both of them are yeah um starting i mean we'll we'll talk about these both of these and uh yeah length do you want to start off on one flip flip flop back and forth (laughs) let's start with just one let's talk about each one okay cool well let's oh i guess before we start talking about this i wanted to pose this question to you no and well you don't gotta be a dick about it (laughs) What's what that question? Well, if you really want to, do you want to hear the question? Yeah, or I want not? to hear the question. Uh, whatever. Goddamn question. Listen, this is about conversations, right? Ugh, hate talking. Do you really think that any of these realities would actually happen? No. I. Me too. Yeah. I tend to think no. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> RoboCop especially. I mean, that's it's definitely a satire. Now. There are certain elements from each one that I think are happening right now. I agree. And I think bits and pieces of what happens in those films I agree. could actually happen together. Yep. Uh, because they really, I mean, once you get on the uh, either end of the extreme political spectrum as far as either how government or society is run, it even though they're on opposite ends, there's a lot of similarities as far as what's actually happening. Oh, sure. Power is centralized somewhere and... Um, you're forced to do things or one way or another. Yeah. So the reason behind that is tends to be different. Yeah. And I, I think it wouldn't tend to happen because each movie, the society, it tends to be in this kind of stagnant, uh, uh, it, it's just stagnant. There's no resistance. Mm-hmm. It seems like in the society itself, yeah. I would feel like if either of those situations occurred, there'd be way more resistance to it. Uh, Again, you have an hour and a half, two hours. Maybe you don't dive into it, of mm-hmm. course, but yeah. And the, I mean, and with Demolition Man, you had the Edgar more friendly, yeah, yeah. The more of the appeal was the action set pieces and everything else, and then Robocop, yeah. you had more of the satire and the yeah. gore and the violence. Um, to where I think that was kind of their main purpose. But you had that nice little side thing on each of the movies, to where you had the commercials in Robocop, you had just the weird throwaway things in the future in Demolition Man that were kind of humorous or just kind of added to that little world building that they did just to give you kind of a sense of how society was and what kind of world they were living in. Do you think that that Paul Verhoeven wanted to make Robocop just so that he could make the commercials? (laughs) I don't know. All right, so I cheated a little bit. I watched, uh, it was a half-hour making of Mm -hmm. Robocop thing. Um, he actually didn't want to make the movie because he thought it was dog shit when he read I mean, the, the idea is stupid. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, his wife ended up reading it and he said in an interview, his wife ended up reading it and said, you should take a look at this because there's a lot more layers to this right. script than what, uh, meets the eye. Yeah. than what meets the eye. So I, I think he wanted to, and he stated this in the interview, so it's kind of a cheat answer, but he, he wanted to interpret and present america how he sees it because he's an outsider looking in gotcha and 
he said it's not he wasn't making a commentary on what is good and what is bad. He just wanted to make he just wanted to present what his viewpoint or what his perspective of American culture was at that point in time um, in a satirical voice. Interesting. So, huh. But um, yeah, because he's from Denmark, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, he was uh, bitching about the Danish to where he and that's one of the reasons why he made RoboCop was because he was doing films and this is him. He was saying that the uh, the government right was in power when he was making films. And as he, he said, as soon as the government left became in power, he wasn't able to have the freedom that he had. Huh. And he said audiences just he said audiences aren't in the Danish audiences aren't great for movie. Huh. Um, he said that and that's why he likes doing American movies is because <clears throat> American audiences are a lot more engaged in movies. They like movies a lot more to where the Danish audience isn't that. Take it or leave it. Yeah. So he wanted to do something for that audience. And gotcha. So Danish people aren't movies aren't really a part of their culture. <laughs> they Not may really. be now. I mean, but yeah. back in the 80s. It just wasn't his jam. Like he didn't enjoy gotcha. I guess, that as much. Yeah. Well, if uh, from the outside of looking in, you would think that it would just be commercials of you know big floppy titties everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People doing cocaine. And yeah. Yeah. All that stuff you have in there, but um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's hop into RoboCop. Let's do it. Um, if you don't know, uh, well, spoilers, but I mean. Everyone's probably seen RoboCop. If yeah. not, watch oh, yeah. it. It's it's good. It's a great movie. Yeah. I had RoboCop in a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit. A terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. And as I said before, directed by Paul Verhoeven and Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner. Stars Peter Weller, Nancy Allen, Dan O'Hurley, and Ronnie Cox, Miguel Ferrer, um, Red Foreman, or Kurtwood Smith, and <sighs> Ray Weiss, Paul McCrane, plethora of oodles, oodles and oodles of people. There's Rock, just great Robert performances. Um, I like Robert Okui. He plays Sergeant Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's small great. part, but he's such awesome. a presence. Yeah, he's great. Um, uh, but yeah, RoboCop. Yeah. Well, your impressions watching it again? Uh, this one of those movies that gets better every time I see it. Uh, when I first saw it, I remember seeing it as a kid, you know, like seven or eight ish. Mm -hmm. I probably saw it on cable TV too, because I remember playing the video game, mm -hmm. uh, on Nintendo, yep. uh, a, a ton. I had a RoboCop action figure. I remember, do you have it? I think so. Hold oh. on, let me like uh -oh. keep, keep talking. Nostalgia bait. Anyway. Yeah. RoboCop, the game on a Nintendo was like any other, you know, you know, beat em up video game like uh double dragon or uh yeah what's another one like teenage mutants and turtles whatever you just it's that 2d where where you're just you're robocop and you're just shooting bad guys with lasers all that stuff yeah you're fucking up you don't even have it look at you no way that's awesome yeah fuck yeah yeah i used to play that all the time um and there was a saturday morning cartoon I remember that. It was produced by Hans Saban, the guy who did Power Rangers. Yep. So that's what I remember RoboCop being. I, I didn't see it again until I was in middle school. And I actually saw, I rented it from the video store mm -hmm. and saw the rated R version. And immediately I was like, holy shit. I don't remember like 
Yeah, being cocaine and fucking gore everywhere and f bombs left and right. It just threw me, you know, took me up by surprise. I, I liked it more because you know I'm a teenager. Mm-hmm. And they're cussing and there's gore. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I didn't think anything deeper of it. But as you get older and you live life a little bit longer, and then you you start to appreciate the satirical points that the mm-hmm. movie's making more and more, even today. Yeah, because as a teenager, when you're watching, you're like, "Man, this is nuts! Like this violence is so gory." Yeah. And then as an adult, you're watching this, you're like, "Yeah, this is over the top." And ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was that's my first impressions. And th- you touched on it a little bit. There's a Nintendo game for RoboCop. Yeah. There were I had an action figure. When I was a kid. Yep, me too. I remember toy commercials. Oh, yeah. For Robocop. Oh, yeah. In what world would they make <laughs> action figures out of a rated R movie that almost got an X rating on violence and gore? I mean, they want to do that now. Not um, now, but in Robocop's environment, they would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like, and our environment now. They hey, yeah, yeah. That's the, true. Uh, but yeah, just looking back at because I was watching the movie last <laughs> night and I was thinking, I was like, they they made action figures for children. Yes, for this that which means, I mean, we weren't the only kids watching this no. when we were younger. No, um, they made a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> I was reading up about it. They made so uh, instead of him because in the cartoon he's hunting bad guys. They're like aliens or whatever, and he has mm-hmm. lasers, not guns, to kind of you know tone it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But what are your first impressions? Uh, I remember watching this. Probably, I mean, I was young. I was probably five or six watching it with my dad. Um, and I think it was probably on TV or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. It may have, I don't know, it may have been on tape. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we had a copy of it until later, until I was probably maybe about 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we had that and then Robocop 2. I watched oh, yeah. Robocop Part 2 a lot. Never saw the third one. Um, I didn't either. But same thing to where uh, the it was just entertaining. Yeah. Um, this movie gave me uh, I I was scared shitless of Ed two hundred nine when I was a kid. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then I had a fear of uh, acid, what I thought was acid, but the toxic waste. Toxic waste. When uh, when flea gets in there. Yeah. (laughs) Flea light. Yeah. When a meal starts melting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Uh. I liked, I I liked the the violence the yeah uh I mean just the over top I mean it's just very entertaining yeah, yeah. watching it the idea of turning into a robot mm-hmm. that was always pretty cool yep yeah. yeah uh yeah the whole building of him like mm-hmm. with his uh, screen coming on and all that good stuff some of the other when I watched it when I was younger like his him remembering his home life or whatever yeah. I was just kind of confused by that yeah um, but no I enjoyed it but last night I. I mean, like you said, it just gets every time you watch it, it's it's always entertaining and you always see a little bit something extra in there that. Yeah. You didn't see before. It's never not entertaining. Yeah. Uh, it's a good watch. The. Something with the effects other than um, Dick Jones falling from the building it, at yeah, the very end. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. The all the other effects. Pretty good. I think we're pretty good. Pretty damn good. Especially. Because it'd been a while, it'd probably almost ten years mm-hmm. since I saw. But him without his helmet yeah. on holds up pretty really, really well. It's pretty damn and good. I didn't watch it in 4K or anything. I just watched it on uh, Blu-ray. 
but yeah, holds up really well. It's lit brightly. Yeah. The uh, makeup effects I think are fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, the SWAT, the Toxic Avenger. Did yeah, come? that's good. That yeah, it's uh, real good. You see his bones kind of like yeah. forming as his fingers are dripping, and yeah, um, that's really well done. The the only thing that kind of looks dated is the uh, stop motion. Yeah, uh, which they had to do rear projection. They couldn't do blue screen or green screen, mm -hmm. and it's so you get that kind of faded look. Yeah, um, with their rear rear projection, um, but I mean the animation. A little bit. I mean, I I just don't think they had the budget, no, um, to really flush it out. But I think yeah. with what they had to work with, um, I I think it worked great. The Did effects, awesome. Yeah. Did you like the lion and tiger sounds, <laughs> whatever Ed Two Hundred Nine's making? It. <laughs> I I I enjoyed it more when I was younger. Yeah. That aspect of it, it kind of it kind of came off as like, oh, okay. I mean, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it snarl, be more like a yeah, pit bull kind menacing, of menacing. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, you know the sound that it makes when uh, Robocop, or not Robocop, but when he falls down the stairs and flips over, and he's trying to like kick, uh, yeah. kick over. Yeah. That's that weird sound. That sound was stolen on Willow. So in Willow, there's like worm creatures that pop up at stop motion as well. The sound they make is that same exact sound. Really? Yes. It's exactly. Was it like a high pitched squealing yes. sound? I thought yes. it was um, pig squealing. Exactly right. Maybe it may have been. It might it. have been. But right when I saw see that scene, I immediately think of Willow. Yeah. When the, when the worm's coming out. Yeah. I've seen Willow so many damn times. I can recite it. So um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Fun the, fact. Yeah. The uh, I watched the director's cut, which is just also the unrated. It's very similar to the other one. It just has a little bit more shots of gore. Yeah. So. Oh, by the way. Uh, master of what is it blood packs is that the effect of like oh, being squibs? shot squibs jesus christ yeah. yeah that that's one thing i like about this movie because they it they turn over the them top. in yeah over the top <laughs> they look like hamburger meat yeah, yeah, yeah. by the time that yeah. they're finished um yeah which i and i think that with the director's cut when i watched it the only thing it added was just a little bit more gore so there's a mm. shot when they're killing murphy I think in the theatrical cut, uh, it has a it goes from a close up of Clarence Bodinger pointing the gun uh, to his head, and then it cuts to behind Murphy's head, and then you see his head blow, head blow out. off. Um, in the director or in the director's cut, there's a shot of this animatronic Murphy, which eh, for the length of shot that they used, it looks fine. Okay. Um. But I mean, you could kind of tell, but I mean, it could have just been, it could have been a human, maybe like after he got shot up, yeah. I mean, that's just how he looked, but it kind of looked slightly robotic in his movement. Um, but then you see him with like his arm blown off and you yeah. just see more of the blood and the bullets and the squibs and everything. Um, and then it cuts to the back of his head. being Gotcha. Off. So they had that shot. And then there was a couple of other things to where it's just excessive amounts of like right. Ed 209 malfunctioning at the beginning yep and uh, just riddling the guy i mean there's just a longer shot like gotcha. it doesn't cut as quickly it's just a yeah. longer shot of this guy getting turned into ground hamburger beef. meat yeah <laughs> and uh which i think it it makes the humor hit a little bit at least in that scene yeah because yeah. that's my favorite line after that somebody call a goddamn medic <laughs> <laughs> the guy just got fucking riddled with 100 yeah. bullets yeah um 
but minor setback. Yeah. <laughs> Very disappointed, Dick. <laughs> oh man. Um, but I mean, as far as I, I think it holds up, it's only I think 140 minutes about in length. I think it's only like an hour and 40 minutes. Oh yeah, hour forty minutes. Yeah, that's right. Hundred minutes long. That's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, math is hard. Math is hard. You got to divide by sixty. It's a whole thing. Um, but the, I think the pacing is there. Yeah. Uh, I mean the story. I mean the the <clears throat> the film cuts away to these commercials and stuff like that, which I don't mind. Oh, I like how great. it opens up with the newscast because yeah. it immediately sets you in the world that yep uh, you're going to be living in for the next uh, hour and a half the um i like how the commercials cut in between like scenes like out of nowhere mm-hmm. like, i think it's reminding you that okay everyone <laughs> this is this is a joke <laughs> we're, we're writing yeah, satire d- right don't now. take this too seriously exactly yeah 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 and i, I like the uh the newcomb commercial yes with, with the uh perfect preemptive strikes yeah and newcomb newcomb before they nuke you you're and- not getting my nuke of the weapons son <laughs> There goes your military aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, I mean, a lot of the dial, like some of the throwaway dialogue, I think uh, works well supporting yeah. the, the satire. I mean, you have the, there's no better way to steal money than free enterprise. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, Good business is where you find it. Yep. Ah. The, uh, the acting, I, I think it's, really well done oh yeah um it's you have some people playing it straight like the old man yeah um and i i think everyone was in on the joke yeah they all they all get to the point where oh this is gonna be campy and they don't cross the line Mm -hmm. especially dick jones in the in the bathroom scene with uh uh, uh, miguel ferrer yep uh morton yeah and uh you just fucked you know he grabs his back of his head uh kerwood smith i don't know because i you know but when i saw this again as a teenager i knew him as you know red from mm-hmm. that 70 show waiting and for I, him to say dumbass exactly completely forgot that he was in this movie and he is fucking awesome yeah it. he's great he's i, I don't <laughs> think awesome. he was, i don't know if he was nominated for any awards but yeah it i think it's i mean it's a very good role i think he's definitely the standout yeah of the movie um bitches leave (laughs) it's the best that's my favorite line i love it the uh (laughs) yeah that's a good one the nancy allen's good in it yeah i mean peter weller um i think one thing i wanted to i mean going off on a weird tangent that i noticed is overall i mean i think this movie is a better film than what demolition man is oh yeah i think so too um and one thing that I noticed watching it this time around is they use uh, Paul Verhoeven used the Kuleshov effect, which if you don't know what that Explain, is. Explain. I have no idea. You're talking gibberish right now. So that is uh, a Russian filmmaker back in the 1920s and 30s. This is something I learned in college. Is he discovered that you can elicit emotion with the audience by cutting two images together that could be unrelated, but then uh, being cut together could elicit a response, hmm. either making the audience <clears throat> feel something or making the audience being able to uh, infer what the character is feeling. 
And so what he did with that experiment is he had a shot of an actor, some guy. He was just plain face. Wasn't making an expression, no expression at all. It would cut to him, and then it would cut to the... He did three different shots. So it would cut to him, and then it would cut to... Um, oh, I have it written down here. Oh, a bowl of soup. Okay. Cut back to him. Same facial expression. Nothing changed. It would just cut from him to the soup to him. And watching it, you would think, oh, the guy's hungry. Right. And then he got together another shot. Same face, same expression, and then to a girl in a coffin, like a little girl in a coffin. Oh, okay. And then it cuts back to him. Grief. And then there's mm. a the third shot, same face, <clears throat> cutting to, um, I, I believe it was like a woman laying on a couch or something like that, cutting back to him. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that dude wants to bang her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but it was the same facial expression, same shots were used, except for that middle shot of either the bowl of soup, the little girl in the coffin, or the lady on the couch. Gotcha. And so they call that the Kuleshov effect. Kuleshov. Um probably butchering his name if he wanted me to pronounce it correctly john smith i'm right. just throwing it out there steve kuleshov well jay is just trying to get you ready for your jeopardy game here yeah <laughs> but um but they did that quite a bit in this movie because yeah. i mean not to, and this isn't knocking on peter weller's acting because i think his movements are awesome pretty, like pretty what damn good what he brought especially in that costume i think was really well done oh yeah um and his voice i mean they they played with his voice a little bit but his line delivery yeah um is great which uh by just how he talks because I, I keep remember <laughs> i i think of him in robocop and i think of him in dexter and in dexter oh yeah yeah that's right he uh he, he would kind of talk through the front of his mouth uh just almost like gritting his teeth the yeah. entire time yeah um but uh but no they would do that that same effect to where uh the three things that come to mind is robocop when he's walking through the house and yep. he's remembering his past life a fairly blank expression granted he would like maybe purse his lips or like clench his mouth or something mm -hmm. slightly but he would look he would remember something and then it would cut to him then it would cut back and then it would cut back to him yeah um when he's looking up Clarence Bottinger, the person who killed him on the computer. It's just cutting to the screen, cutting back to him, cutting to the screen. Yeah, yeah. It's using that effect over and over. Same thing with when he <clears throat> runs into a meal in the uh, gas station. Yep. Uh, he's like, we killed you. And it's, you start inferring. It's like, and I think that's what helped this movie tremendously, especially uh, using that technique just benefited the movie as a whole because you were able to read a lot more personality into RoboCop when just the yeah. lower half of his face is the only thing that you almost exposed. had to do it. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. Cause if you didn't, yeah, it'd be kind of non-emotional mm -hmm. because he's not speaking either. Yeah. He's not saying it's anything. not like he's a normal person. He's <laughs> no. asking, Oh, what, what do you mean? Like yeah, he doesn't yeah. have that inflection because right. he's mainly a machine at this point. Um, but that's one thing that I, the biggest takeaway I had rewatching this was noticing them using that effect all throughout the movie. And I think it just elevated that portion of it when he uh, 
when when they had to have his mask on. Wow, you get a gold star. Do I with your analytical oh, skills? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The Rorschach effect? Yeah. Fuck. I already fucked it up. What is it called again? Uh, the Kuleshab. Kuleshab. Kuleshab effect will forever be known as the Rorschach effect in my stupid head. But I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> things that occur in the movie that kind of reflect the day. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, like the product placement and everything. How they named the hospital Henry Ford Memorial Hospital. Yeah. Uh, the, the Heart by Yamaha. Yeah. <laughs> like, those little touches are just like, that's exactly what everything is like today. It, from like stadium naming stadiums to like, you know, Tampax. Everything's uh, uh, everything is sponsored by something, named by something. Yeah, I uh, I, I like that commercial too with the the medical squid because we care. Re- yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, and remember, we care <laughs> exactly. Like as just like the afterthought, like oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. we care, guys. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's good too because that's all about healthcare, and of course, healthcare is is you know capitalized now. It's it's mm-hmm. part of the capitalistic system. Um, that's obvious today. Yeah, there's there's nonprofit yeah. hospitals, not for profit hospitals. However, they're fucking loaded with money. I know. Have you seen our fucking hospital, yeah. Jay? How massive. big it is? It's, fucking massive. It's ridiculous. Reproduces by you, yeah. You think they get that that big just from curing sick people all day yeah, from no. donations? Yes, from donations. donations. The uh, militarization of the police. Yes, I think is a huge one for sure. Um, because I remember. When when I watched it when I was a kid, that was one of the things that stood out to me because I I I was thinking of the quintessential Hollywood police uniform. Yeah. Of uh, uh oh, you have the the brown shirt for the county brownies, or you have like the blue shirts for city cops. Yeah, you got like the that. nightstick. Yep. Right. You got the loafers. That, that kind of stuff. Or <laughs> even the, when you would see cops hat. out in public, yeah, they, they would be in those those clothes. Yeah. Um. Granted, they would have body on armor on mm-hmm. the shirt, but um didn't look as militarized but now i mean you watch the news every time there's a shooting or anytime there's a yeah. hostage situation or a um a standoff or whatever you always have the swap vehicle it just looks yeah. like a military down there oh yeah and everyone's sure. all in black and like just riot gear and everything else especially yeah. during the uh the riots during 2020 yeah and all that stuff you just yep a lot of it was very reminiscent ocp itself uh, it's like Amazon. It's like Alphabet. They're in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what are they in? Law enforcement, space exploration, energy, marine biology. Yeah. It's like Automation, that's Amazon. Then. Yep, that is Amazon. It's fucking everything. And Perfect. Now Roomba. What's that? Now Roomba. What's Roomba in? Uh, Amazon bought out Roomba. What? Yep. So they're in household goods now. Yeah. So not well. Yep. Now they'll be able to map your house. Jesus Christ. And then let you know hey you should buy this this will fill up that uh, corner you have over there near your tv that has nothing in it the, the internet of things <laughs> just wait for it <laughs> internet of things will be the death of all of us you know that's what amazon wants to do that's their goal they don't want you to create your own orders anymore they want to create the orders for you yeah that's it that's what they want to do that's their goal i think the general population needs to be comfortably financially for that to happen oh my god <laughs> get their fucking monthly bill like, oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god <laughs> that's the next thing they're gonna buy up fucking banks they're gonna know how much exactly is in your bank account so that you know what they yep. know what you can afford you can afford that they will be the bank they'll do the mortgages exactly hmm. 
Yep, they're going to be giving out loans. Yep. And in OCP, yeah, Amazon, it's Google. Yeah. It's, I mean, fucking Microsoft, Apple. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. GM. The, uh, or sorry, GE. GE's in, in everything now. GE, yeah. The, uh, oh, what else did I have that was, uh, police cover ups. Um, I mean, from that, you had OC, I mean, you had business, uh, like OCP, I liked how, they they were creating the environment that required them to exist mm-hmm. so you had i mean granted the whole company it wasn't like a company initiative but you had a senior vice president as dick jones that had hired clarence bottinger's bottinger's uh gang to do all these things to make ed 209 necessary to make Correct. ocp products necessary right um which why why he goes this is why we need the city think about it yeah. two million additional people who's going to be their drug you know who's going to be their drug uh, uh dealer over there yep. you know, yeah as they build customers. the quote yes. unquote better city for the future yeah yeah and uh, endless cycle yep and the, how they had uh, I like the comment that he had uh, something to the effect of I don't give a shit if it works I had twenty five million in, in spare parts I had. Uh, twenty five yeah. million a year in spare parts. He was thinking just as a business initial, like he, yeah, they didn't care. They just yeah. they needed to make the money. Didn't care if it was a quality product. Let's yeah. just get it out there and make yep. the money for for maintenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, all that. The, and that uh, happens to this day all the time. The other, uh, not so much now because I think people are going more towards. I, I just like the line when uh, the mayor is being held hostage. And the guy's given his list of demands. And uh, he's like, I, I, I want my old job back in and, 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 and my office. Okay, yeah, no problem. And, and I, want a, I want a car. Something that goes really fast and gets really shitty gas mileage. <laughs> yes. Oh, we got the 6,000 SUX. <laughs> that's funny. That, that 6,000 SUX, pure American made, 8.6 miles per gallon. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger is always better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What did you think of the police station? Don't you love how like dirty movies from the eighties and nineties that the, the police stations are always in chaos? Yeah, just perps everywhere. You know, just fucking resisting arrest no matter what. Yep. You had that in uh, was a Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Uh, in the Detroit, Detroit again. Yes. Uh, police station. You always had that grimy, grungy trading places. You always, yes. Uh, you had the the police the police station scene. Um, but yeah, it had a certain. It's just kind of felt dirty yes a little bit and run down it's yeah. just it looked more like very bureaucratic it's just all this crap everywhere and uh my favorite line from that lawyer in that scene is uh he attempted murder at least he didn't kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> get it down to aggravated assault and we can make bail today i got cash <laughs> exactly yeah um yeah i i love the like just the set dressings of those that police station, the the rundown. You can tell yep. that they don't have money, and the fact that OCP is now supporting them because they're in contract with the city. Granted, that was I think recently done. I think they mentioned that at the beginning of the film that it was uh, they recently had gotten a contract for OCP, and that's when they were discussing about going on yeah. strike. You know, and it's kind of sad too. I think they picked Detroit because at the time, uh, you know, Ford, GM, they all left the city. <clears throat> I think in the early, early 80s when mm-hmm. they when they left and went to, you know, their jobs went to Mexico and all that stuff and they kind of ran down. And like, 
that's why this movie kind of still resonates a lot today is because a lot hasn't really changed in Detroit. I mean, it's gotten a little bit better, but not to where it was. Yeah. They used to call it the Paris of, what was it? The Paris of America, I think. Jesus. From the 40s and 50s. Yeah, I think so. No one's ever said that. <sighs> you pulled that out of your ass. I sw- I've been to Detroit up. multiple Look times. I'm telling uh, you. Although, well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> because they, I think they shot, yeah, they shot it in Dallas. They didn't even shoot it in Detroit. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, Detroit, sadly, yeah, Detroit is, I, last time I was there, I was in downtown and it looked all okay. Right. Yeah. It looked yeah. all, it, it looked fine. And then I went, I actually went on tour of the, uh, Roush Ford factory in mm-hmm. Dearborn. And once you get out of downtown, there's, yeah, there's some just rundown areas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dearborn, typical industrial city. But even some of those buildings, I mean, still, I mean, look pretty good. They're older buildings, but they maintained them well, especially yeah. at the uh, the Ford History Museum and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's some definite pearls there. Um, but, yeah, I could see why they picked Detroit, just because it was it was the result of the American dream. Yeah. Or, like, the after effect of it. To yes, where, correct. Hey, yep, we provide all this, and in the pursuit of capitalism, we're going to move our jobs offshore, and we fuck y'all. And See you later. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I thought it was fitting that they it was they picked Detroit. good, good choice. If I were to make RoboCop today, it would be taking place in L.A. Yeah, have, have you been to L.A.? I would recently? say San Francisco. I've heard. I've never been there. I've never been there either. <clears throat> I just hear horror stories. Yeah, about I mean how bad the crime has gotten mm-hmm. and everything else to where. Uh, course it's all hearsay i don't know I, I don't it, it could, you, get, you guys could be eating your veggie pizza or whatever the fuck you guys i don't know riding the the trolleys and watching full house and shit i don't know uh watching full house rock. and mrs doubtfire yeah, just skateboarding well, down yeah, those watching massive fucking hills watching bullet drive his car all through the um <laughs> yeah but i only picked la because i've been there mm-hmm. and that was that's the shittiest downtown area i've, I've ever been in bar none the uh, I'd been there. I've been to North Hollywood. I've been to Hollywood. I've been to Santa Monica. Santa Monica, when I was there, I thought was really nice. Venice was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little bit of fun. Um, I guess there's tent cities there now. I don't. I haven't been there in years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I could see that being a, yeah. One of the things. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess going back to the uh, the music. Oh yeah, I definitely think the music in this movie is a lot better in Demolition Man. I can't, I can't remember uh, what the music was in Demolition Man. It was just a throwaway thing. The RoboCop theme was an actual theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed how. Oh, you mean the music was better in, in RoboCop than Demolition Man? Correct. Okay, I, I may have misspoke. You um, said Demolition Man. No, like, oh, really? Oh, fuck, no, okay. no, no, um, <laughs> no. Music is better in RoboCop. I mean, because you have that that synth sound. Yeah with robocop and then whenever there's something somewhat emotional then it goes more into an orchestral yep um mix but i the music was good the theme was good kind of had that techie futuristic kind of feel to it oh that's your jam it is oh god (laughs) synth wave yeah yeah you love it i do love it (laughs) yeah going back to uh kind of going into murphy's character Mm -hmm. uh I don't 
I, I when I remember watching, I always thought that his backstory was a larger part of the overall movie. It's really not. Yeah. It's like one scene dedicated to it, and that's it. I was thinking about that earlier today, and as far as character arcs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, to where uh, Murphy's character arc, I mean, he didn't really have one. He had one a little bit, but it, it, it technically really didn't start. I mean, I guess it, he kind of went back to square one. He was Murphy before, became a cyborg, discovered who he was, went back to being Murphy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of kind of came full circle a little bit. Um, uh, but I was thinking, I was like, well, uh, <clears throat> and Lewis, Nancy Allen's character, uh, she really didn't have an arc. Uh, I mean, no, no one really had an arc. And I think that's fine because I think they were just presenting. I mean, it, it's part of the film. It didn't, of, yes. it didn't require it. Um, but I will say as far as what their all of their characters did, I think were very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, they set them up as who they were to where um, they're. I mean, it's not a redemption story. It's not a no. It's not a feel good. It's no, because the movie ends. Yeah. Uh, he shoots up Dick Jones, mm-hmm. and the <clears throat> sleazy president's like, "Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Call me Murphy." Yeah. And it's like, Robocop. I'm like, but I'm, but I'm thinking, yeah, but your wife and kids, like, they're still alive. Your son and your wife are still alive. <laughs> Aren't yeah. you gonna like? No, it muddies up the. F- you don't need that yeah. shit. Yeah. Come on. He's still be depressed. Now you got a depressed, psychopathic, robotic android out there going through some repressed anger because his wife and his, his son left him. Yeah, all right. He's got the directives. Oh, well. Uphold the public trust, which I, I like. Uh, <laughs> obey the law, uphold the public trust, and, oh, there's another one. But <laughs> the first, quote unquote, arrest. Protect the innocent. Protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> the first. <clears throat> oh outing that he has he stops a liquor store robbery yeah and he just straight up murders the fucking guy I know. <laughs> <and> just leaves <laughs> thank you for your cooperation yeah. and then he just walks out um i think the only person you see him arrest is clarence yeah everyone else he shoots yeah kills or the, shoots it, a guy it, in the dick yeah shoots a guy in the dick he just leaves where the rest happening happens off screen <laughs> he just Ma'am, goes, you've been through a traumatic experience i'm contacting the nearest help center yeah yeah um but i think uh the character motivations i think were all there especially in such a short film and there's a lot of characters uh i think they handle that really well um yeah and i said before the pacing was good yeah the editing was good uh especially picking their moments when they put in uh the different commercials yeah Um, i don't uh and thinking about how the idea of this movie and how it was greenlit this movie would not be made today with the budget that it had an original IP, not based on anything. Sci-fi ro- robo guy, R rated. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be made. Yeah, it just wouldn't be. Um. Yeah, it wasn't. And the reason why this was made was because Terminator did so success. Well. Okay. And because that was put out by Orion. Oh yeah. And Orion put out this one. That's right. Uh, and if you look at the old trailer for RoboCop. They used the Terminator music. Did they really? Yeah. That no shit. Yeah. And those uh, slimy bastards. Yep. So Orion <laughs> owned it. So they, uh, true. they could okay. use that. But and that's why they greenlit the movies because, well, Terminator was a huge hit, even though that's more of a horror film. Um, They're like, oh, we'll take the success of that and put it on this one. Makes sense. Um, But the 
I love the guns. I'm just happy it's made. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I could imagine seeing it in 87 in the theater. Yeah. Just like, what the? F- Holy shit. And one thing that uh, I, this is me watching the the making of the little half hour featurette that was mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray disc. Um, one thing that they had was that they talked about was uh, the production wasn't fun. Oh, they didn't like they didn't enjoy making this movie. Yeah, well, because they shot it in Dallas, so it was like 120 degrees in these warehouses that they're shooting. Oh, and he's in that, that and he's in suit. the fucking suit, which they eventually put in an air con- an air conditioner in because I guess he was losing pounds of water every day. Yeah, and so that was miserable. You had the person who created the suit, him and the producer and the director were getting into it, and they just stopped talking to each other. Um, mm. And eventually, the guy who designed the suit, once he designed it. I guess he bounced and oh. then they had a crew that just kind of helped maintain it and made the, the other pieces and stuff. But um, yeah, it, I guess it was, it was troubled production. It was running out of money and all hmm. this other stuff. But the fact that all of that happened and the movie was still good, good because most of the time you have films with their trouble on production, it, yeah, it's it seeps into the final product and it's just either not saying that people aren't professional, but it comes through in their performances. It comes through in what they have to work with as far as editing and everything else. Yeah. And it's I just, it, let's get out of here. Yeah. It's like anything is people are like, let's wrap it the fuck up and they go say, home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's way better than what if, way better. If I, th- I honestly think if someone else, if a typical American director had directed this, I think, some of that satire may have been lost. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't think of a... I'm trying to think of a director at the time that was... Like John McTiernan or somebody. Yeah, maybe he could have, but... The satire wouldn't have been there. Nah, no, definitely not. He would have made it more serious. Yeah, it would have been a straight... straighter action. Yeah, um, for sure. Might, might have still had some humor in there, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think I love I love Paul Verhoeven though. His movies are great. Mm-hmm. I like I like Total Recall. I like Basic Instinct. I like Starship Troopers. Yeah, this was his first sci-fi film. Wow. And then he went on to do Total Recall, Starship, like all of his best films. Or sci-fi, like, like most yeah. most notable films are sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yep. Um, he hasn't done one since Hollow Man. The uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, I actually like Hollow Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've seen. Does that have Elizabeth Shue? Yes. Yeah, I might have to watch that. It's got Josh Brolin in it too. It's pretty good. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. He's such a sexy man. Uh, yeah. No, that movie's great. <clears throat> the scenes in that movie where he's invisible are awesome. Yeah. It's I'll have to check skillfully it out. done. The ending's kind of eh. Yeah. But up until the ending, it's it's very good. I like it a lot. I I do like the ending of this. The that that's the <laughs> it's. It's like good. Murphy. Done. Done. <laughs> Robocop. Uh, yeah. Anything else on Robocop? No, I think, I think I'm good. We beat it. We'll probably reference it back when we're I'm sure we will. About Talk about Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. So, yeah, that's Robocop. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's great. Just watch it. I don't I don't think we even really even spoiled anything. No, I don't think so. I can't uh, recommend it enough. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, no, we probably spoiled character deaths, but it's yeah. it's still good. Uh, it's worth it. It's 
yeah, the, the makeup effects, the the filmmaking techniques that were used to present because they had to remove his lower portion of the costume for him to get in and out of cars. That's why you just see a foot step out of the door. Huh. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Instead of like his whole frame, his whole frame. Comment, because yeah. he couldn't fit in the car. So if he was driving the car, it'd just be like him wearing the top part of the suit. Ah, gotcha. Um, so they worked around that. They edited around that, and it it just it works and it flows. And they didn't have to do thirteen cuts to make it look realistic either. Right. They, just... they didn't have to do the Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I love it. Is your favorite? Is it your favorite Paul Verhoeven movie? Do you like it more than Total Recall? Or Starship Troopers? Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Starship Troopers. I, I like that movie. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people like that movie. Um, the, I don't know. I like, I like some of the future design of, which I'll touch on in Demolition Man. Um, the retro futurism. I love that kind of art style. Yeah. Is it's called retro futurism now, but it back then it was what the future would look like. But now retro futurism is what the future looked like from the imagination imagination of somebody from the eighties or somebody from the sixties. So yeah. like Jetsons is very retro futuristic. Yeah. That's very sixties style uh kind of interpretation. And then you have the eighties, which is like very hard geometric design um which they do a little bit in demolition man but um so i kind of like the the design of total recall i like them for different things i yeah. mean total recall is not a satire i mean it's just a straight action yeah sci-fi yeah um, who am i kidding your favorite paul verhoeven movie is showgirls it's your favies you love it i you love jesse from saved by the bell just up there you know working for her money I'm so excited. Is that that movie? <laughs> yes. The, uh, that episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I have not seen that. Um, you haven't seen Showgirls? I have not. You didn't have a creepy uncle who had the laser disc and invited you over to share an experience with no. him? No. <laughs> no, I looked up those scenes on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, I mean, you'd be in high school like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesse Spanner from Saved by the Bell is topless. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> wow jay's been upstairs for three hours <laughs> downloading a picture um yeah i haven't seen that one but uh i mean I don't know, it's super campy i i think is it it's oh super campy yeah for sure um kyle mclaughlin's in it you know the guy from yeah, twin peaks yeah i like him yeah, yeah he's not bad the uh I don't know. Yeah, I never had the desire to watch it. Um, yeah, but I'd like to watch it just to see if it. I mean, if it's all I've heard is like, oh, it's the worst movie, and that's why X-rated movies don't get made. Yeah, is because it's not of the that worst. Movie. No, it's not the worst movie. The uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing it just to see if it's as bad as what everyone says it is. But typically, if a lot of people say something's bad, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. It's kind of like uh, it's in like the category of Roadhouse. Where it's just over the top, yeah, over the top, dumb. Got you. But I enjoy the dumbness of Roadhouse mm-hmm. so much. More fun than it's more what? fun. Okay. Showgirls is kind of just, yeah, gotcha. yeah, just campy. Yeah, maybe if I have absolutely <clears throat> nothing to do, maybe I'll check it out sometime. But. Okay, 
I don't know. But I don't know. I think probably Robo. I think Robo. But it'd be between Robocop and Total Recall. Total Recall. Because those are the two I watched a yeah. lot. Starship Troopers, I didn't watch until I was older. Yeah. Um, I think I I watched half of it when I was in middle school and or however old I was when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick up on the satire. I was just like, this is weird. And then I watched it again in college and I was like, eh. it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I do like Basic Instinct. It's a very good thriller. Oh, did he do that one? Yeah. Okay. I, like I haven't I like seen that, that movie one. a lot. That's good. Um, You'd like it. Yeah. I think my, my Michael dad Douglas that. is yeah. awesome in it. That's the Sharon Stone. Oh, yeah. This, crossing her legs. Come on. It's iconic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> every time I think of that scene, I think of Loaded Weapon 1. Have you ever seen yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Just doing my his beaver shot. Yeah. And stuffed beaver <laughs> exactly. sitting on a chair. Just doing my uh, butt in the moonlight walk. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much bigger than in the, from the outside. Well, I choose light colors to make it look bigger. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah. You haven't seen it. it. That movie is great. Samuel L. Jackson's Funniest Role. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd say yeah, it'd be between Robocop and Total Recall. Yeah. I think there's better one liners in Total Recall. I think. I mean, you have a couple iconic ones here. You have the I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar, Dead or Alive, You're Coming With Me. Uh, oh, what do you think? Is that your favorite part of robocop is the i buy i'd buy that for a dollar and like the reactions of people watching that guy it's funny to me because uh, it's so stupid yes. and minimal that that's the kind of society and the yes. intellectual that that's the, the inti- intellect of the general public yes. to where they find that entertaining yes it, it's like uh in idiocracy is like ow my balls yeah ouch my balls ouch oh. my balls oh. <laughs> just someone get <laughs> oh, my balls yeah yeah all right so let's next let's hop into the three seashells let's hop into it of demolition man demolition man came out in 1993 and it is a police officer is brought out of suspended jay had a learning disability growing up so please forgive him he's working on it still have it it gets worse with age uh, of suspended animation in prison to pursue an old, old ultra-violent nemesis who is loose in a <clears throat> non-violent future society. Stars Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, Nigel Hawthorne, Benjamin Bratt, Bob Gooden, Dennis Leary. Mm-hmm. Who else? Nice little cameo by Jack Black. Did you, know, did you notice that? Uh, I heard he was in the... Uh, <clears throat> it's like one of the... The rebels. He's one of Edgar Friendly's henchmen. Yeah, yeah. The uh, doesn't have any speaking lines, kind of, but not really. No, but he's there. Yeah, he is. Demolition Man. Yeah. What do you think about rewatching it? I'm gonna make a bold statement here. Okay. I think that <clears throat> Demolition Man's probably the most entertaining film in that genre of just straight up action movies, and by that I mean like. You know, Commando or Red Sonja, Red Raw Deal, uh, Over the Top, uh, R- you know, Rambo Part Two, like all mm-hmm. those movies, all the Van Damme movies, Seagal, Above the Law, all that stuff. This is probably my favorite one when it comes to that genre okay. of film. It's probably my my favorite one, the most entertaining one. It's by no piece of ma- by by no stretch of the imagination a masterpiece. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. Oh, that's what you're saying. So this is your favorite movie of 1993. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jurassic Park. 
Yeah, um, that that little <laughs> that small small movie did did some things. No, no I, but it's my favorite movie in that 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 vein of that ilk. Okay. Of genre. Yeah, I I <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I hey, would. Have you don't to, have to, because you know you're wrong most I, of the time. I would have to watch Marked for Death. Ooh. Um. Again, under siege again, because you said Steven Seagal and uh, those two movies popped up. Those two movies popped up into my head. Uh, Speed. Uh, I don't know if I would. Yeah, Speed wouldn't be the same. Yeah, but I'm not including Die Hard in that because that's just a different type of movie. Yeah, I mean, because this is yeah, it's definitely one of those. Big muscle guy. Yeah. Going, just destroying shit. Yeah. The whole purpose of it is to entertain you yeah. with, with the action. The action, and the, yeah. The one-liners and yeah. everything else. But yeah, I, I, I can see that. It's definitely, I think, one of the more fun ones. Yeah. And the reason I say Die Hard's not a part of that is because there's, there's aspects of like suspense and, thr- and a thriller mm-hmm. in Die Hard. Yeah. And di- there's none of that in Demolition Man. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see... Yeah, I can see that argument because yeah, marked for death, it, it takes itself seriously. Yeah. Uh, same thing with under siege. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's definitely not as lighthearted as what. No. This is. Um, but yeah, I can see it. It it, it is a fun movie. Um. What? <laughs> I guess when when was the first time you saw this? I saw it in a movie theater. Oh, with did my you? dad. Yeah. Nice. The. Did you like it then? Loved it. Yeah. Because mainly because I was eight years old mm-hmm. and my dad took me to see an R-rated movie. Yeah. I think it was the first R-rated movie I saw in theater. Okay. And he let me. He, My parents are weird where uh, an R-rated movie was okay as long as there wasn't boobies in it. There was no boobies in it. They were fine with it. Mm-hmm. It could be violent, gore, language. Didn't well, matter. Worked out well for you then because there were actually boobies in this movie. That's right. The lady miss uh miss dials. It's very brief, but you're right. Uh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. I know. I was like, oh, there's a titty shot that's required for an R rating. Like, we got uh, an R rating? There we go. Throw some titties. There's some there. boobies in there. That's what yeah. you had to do in the nineties though. Yep. Yep. Um Yeah, I, I can't remember the first time I saw I think I saw this with a friend of mine. I think it was my best friend growing up. And because we'd spend the night at each other's houses or whatever. And mm-hmm. I think he I think he or his parents had this movie and I think we had watched it. Um but I it was always entertaining. Yeah. It's um yeah, like you said, by no means a masterpiece, but um I think the editing is it, the continuity, there's issues there, um, especially at the end, because he had all these henchmen and you see him like take out two. Yeah. It, and everyone else just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Well, he had all those hench- those henchmen like instantly. They were just there. Yeah, <laughs> saw it out, ready to go. Oh wow! There. I thought that was a long process. To, to, you know, it took some like engineering ah. behind it, but yeah. I guess not. You just press a button. Yeah, and it, which I think out. I think quite a bit was actually cut out of this <clears throat> film. Yeah, to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like my my favorite aspects about this movie is I mentioned it before the design. Yeah. Um, the way the future looks. Mm-hmm. I like I like seeing movies like that presenting a future that's somewhat creative, um, very clean, but it has that kind of retro feel, at least now. 
um, looking back on it. Um, but I like I like the set designs. Actually, the the self driving cars are not that far off mm-hmm. in design and how they function. It's actually pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty damn close. That's pretty well done. Um, but it kind of reminded me, gave me that EBCOT vibe. Yes, the computer monitors. That's a good and, comparison. Um, and that's I, I like EBCOT a lot just because it, <clears throat> it's maintained that look. Right. Well, you're a child, so I am. Uh, but I'm a man child, which is what Disney is designed for. Yes, man children. So, yeah. Because people can't afford to have kids anymore, so <laughs> the adults. Well, you can't there. afford to go to Disney anymore either. <laughs> it's a catch twenty two. It's yes. Yeah. Um, oh, di- so off topic. Did you did you see that uh, Disney's ticket prices have increased by four thousand percent since nineteen eighty nine? Let's see. <laughs> they were comparing the prices of everything else from oil, uh-huh. you know, to everything else. It outshot everything like they have a graph that moves in real time per year and like disney's just like like the fucking co2 emissions of Earth <laughs> just goes off the chart <laughs> it's hilarious those uh, greedy bastards at disney and pe- well people will pay for it so yeah we're the dummies we're all dummies as i sit sit the coffee mug down on my disney coffee mug yep. down on a disney coaster this is a disney house that's God right damn it. <laughs> you respect it you respect the mouse in this house um the uh one thing that kind of stood out there's a lot of one-liners in this um just like the comedic yeah is it hot in here? Is it just me? Kind of callbacks. And then you had Sandra Bullock's character kind of misquoting. Uh, oh, yeah, you're going to lick his ass. And <laughs> they they played on that joke several times. Yeah. Some of that stuff is kind of cringy now. But um, I liked. As far as how the movie portrayed characters, they're very sterile, which one thing, the other thing, they don't they don't shake hands in the future. No, they don't touch each other. Sure. Like, hey. Yay. Hey, we don't do that now. <laughs> we don't do that at we'll, all anymore. We'll bump elbows, yeah. which sounds like a euphemism for sex. Yeah. But um <laughs> the uh yeah, they don't use physical greetings. Um and everyone speaks kind of like a computer. Yeah. Like a very controlled response. That's right, it's programmed. Um don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yep. And uh I I like that aspect of it to where everyone's so sterile and so yeah almost emotionless yeah um that's the point but one of the things that struck me as funny though is that i mean you have characters in here like the chief of police who it's only been it's been what i think it's like oh when was it he was thought out in 2032 and he was thought or he was frozen in 96 okay so it's almost 40 years later okay so but you have people that are (laughs) In their fifties, sixties, that would remember somewhat of the previous. You yeah. have Bill Cobb's character, yeah. Um, but uh, you have people like, oh, oh, I've never like you guys don't have history books. Yeah, yeah. You'd- well, they burnt those books, Jay. Oh, it's good. A dystopia. Good. Yeah. Good. The um, but I like <laughs> this movie came out in ninety three. The movie opens up nineteen ninety six, and L A is just on, on fire. Yes. <laughs> which i think i mean this came out shortly after the, the riots King, the yeah. riots in 92 yeah yep yeah so they're playing off that yeah and uh i like i i, I it, mean it's not that far off yeah it's not <laughs> but I, I was like were was this kind of tongue-in-cheek like everything's on fire or were they that 
<clears throat> dour as far as the possible future I don't know. of that city. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, they're probably, oh, just be a shithole. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Escape from New York. That, yeah. That super uh, violent future. It's funny because Escape from L.A. came out shortly. I think it came out like 95 or 96. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Again, playing off the 92 mm-hmm. L.A. riots where the future of L.A. is just... just uh, Earthquake happened, made an island. And- yeah, that's right. It's just burning down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely on the nose with some of the stuff you have. Uh, Lalin- Lenina Huxley. Lenina Huxley. Sandra Bullock's character, yeah. obviously named after Aldous Huxley of Brave New World. And Lenina is a character in Brave New World. It's a book, Matt. I don't know. I don't, I don't read good. <laughs> God, you gotta, it opens from right to left. To right to left. Okay, and I'm with you so far. Top to down, left to right. All right. So down to top, right to left. It's great. Okay. It kind of plays like a movie in your head. And uh, what is Brave New World? I've heard. Of, I've heard of the book. Um. Oh no, I couldn't finish it. Um. Oh Jesus! <laughs> One of those people. Well, you've never read War and Peace before. I started. Uh, <laughs> I started reading it, and because I, I wanted to read it and to see what the hubbub was about, and. I just the only thing I could really remember from it is orgy porgy time for orgy or something like that but no it's a it's a dystopian society it's presented as a I believe utopia Mm -hmm. and um, I think they have thought police and um, all this other stuff to where they control your not control your thoughts but they monitor your thoughts they have Mm. uh, transmitters in your room that give you propaganda and everything else so it's like gattaca <sighs> no nah, i mean less i'd sci-fi uh no it's more um maybe that's 1984 brave new world i don't know i don't know you I'd, fell asleep on page 10 i probably did <laughs> it's like right on my face almost suffocated yeah and was well, it's got a thousand pages it's like the bible no it's not that big of a book oh. i think it's only like okay so um you know who wrote it uh yeah aldous huxley aldous huxley so sounds like a fake name lanina huxley her last name came from the author lanina is a character in the book oh okay that's where it came from all right um but uh uh public service service announcement tell you kids out there listening to this uh read more things yeah read (laughs) read read books reading reading is good yeah um but I, I like how they outlawed uh, meat, sports, anything unhealthy, salt, smoking, drinking. Sounds familiar. <laughs> A lot of this stuff sounds familiar. The um, everyone's microchipped. Yeah, they're all lowjacked. Yep. Thought that was interesting. Uh. Which we don't need that now. It's coming because, soon because of the vaccine. Yeah, because the microchips already, and the, the vaccine. Gates already gave them to you. Yeah, giving so, me the. In case your cell, in, in case your smartphone wasn't tracking you enough. Yeah, they, they had to give you the the microchip. That's in, right. In your stuff, but um, I like the the. Isn't uh, that funny? What? Oh, the, like people are how afraid dumb of that. people are. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna put microchips in. Like, Let me tweet this on my fucking. It's like guys. iPhone. You got this thing <laughs> called a smartphone. Yeah. It listens to everything you say. It knows where you've been. 
ever. It's there. It knows what you buy. But don't worry, you're on it knows a list. What you, right. Everyone's on a list. Yeah, everyone is. The social security list. I, sh- I probably shouldn't say that the election was stolen. <laughs> Damn it! Was it? They're tracking me. Who stole it? I don't know. Russia. Uh, I like the Ego Boost computer. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that guy's like, you are. <laughs> guy just, which kind of social media kind of took a opposite approach to that. Just kind of subconsciously makes you feel shitty about your life. Yeah, but um, but it in the sense of there's a lot of people that interact with technology to make themselves feel better, whether that be posting things for likes or yeah, like. Um, doing their Instagram or TikTok or making podcasts to try and get people to comment on the website. And yes, please interact. Yeah, Email please. us. We're just sitting Anything. in a dark room, <laughs> playing with our butts, waiting for somebody to talk to us. We need justification that this is actually doing anything yeah. remotely productive. I, I, I <laughs> honestly think the only people listening are our families. Probably. Probably. That's good some, for them. Plus some people in Russia and the UK for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. Hello. Hello. Good eye, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think this. What I like about this movie, it definitely just gives a bunch of those tiny insights as far as yeah. what happened in the future. And the, I, I, I kind of like those what if scenarios. Even though some of this, like the franchise mm-hmm. wars, to where that now there's only one restaurant. Yeah. Some of, like you have some ridiculous stuff there. Um. But you have some technology that is kind of cool, like the car filling up with foam, yeah, and protecting you in a collision, um, and like the little beam uh, beating sticks, the uh, the rods that knock people out yeah. on contact. Um, which I got one of those. It's called a baseball bat. Uh, That's right. You hit somebody you in just with knock that, them out. Knock them out. You're just so powerful. Yeah. Um. But I, I like how that movie has a lot of those instances of like what if scenarios. Yeah, and stuff like I do that. like the the information booths that they have where you can get your information to anything mm-hmm. at your fingertips. They yep. just didn't realize that phones would would do that for you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What what? One thing I want to talk about is Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. and how I think he's just probably the most underrated action star ever. No one talks about him. It's always Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Van Damme. Seagal, yeah, and never talk Wesley Snipes. And you know what? It makes me mad. It's the man, like Passenger Fifty Seven, Drop Zone, Rising Sun, Murder at Sixteen Hundred, Blade. The guy has made fucking great action movies. I'd say for the action movies that come to mind, Passenger Fifty Seven and Blade, um, the Blade series. I, but I mean, with like Van Damme and Seagal and Stallone and Schwarzenegger, they just had movie after movie after mm-hmm. movie that they were coming out with to where Wesley Snipes came on the scene I think at the end of that era to where um you had a little bit in the early 90s but once you got about 95 those kind of movies just just weren't being made anymore as yeah. much um but you had the Blade movies coming out which <clears> he <throat> had some action in it um, some action, yeah, and some, <laughs> some. Are you high? It was an action movie. Motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. Um, I forgot. Blade was a dramatic period piece. <laughs> true story. <laughs> it's a true story. Um, uh. No, I think he is 
I definitely think he could have been a huge action star. Um, I, I. Have you ever seen the fan with him and Robert De Niro? Tony Scott directed. No. Awesome. Is it? You would love it. It's fucking great. The, I, I think. I think he definitely could have been like right in line with those guys. I don't know. I think he was younger because I mean, he was pretty young in when did major league come out? 89, 89. Yeah. And that was probably, was that one of his first roles? One of them. One of them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was, I mean, he really wasn't doing action until no. I mean, probably this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he is good at action. He's very physical. Yeah. Um, I think he, he's actually a legit martial yeah, artist. He is. New is, New sure. martial arts and um, and all that stuff, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he's great. It was definitely a missed opportunity, but I think part of the just the movies weren't as popular yeah. anymore. Um, you started getting into we had a war film period, like in the late nineties, early two yeah. thousands. You had, I mean, a lot of those movies, like everything went to the Matrix, or like they were yeah. like that cinema of cool with Quentin Tarantino <clears throat> shit, yeah, and to where action wasn't 80s action anymore mm-hmm. to where i think if he came on the scene um probably like 85 maybe or maybe early 80s i yeah. think he probably could have had a run yeah. of that yeah um, invented some of those movies because i i think he's he's funny he's a great actor yeah uh van damme is okay jcvd uh was actually he was pretty good pretty good in that um but yeah he he doesn't have range not yeah, really he doesn't snipes has range yeah. yeah um and but yeah in this movie i think you could tell he was having fun with it and he was an entertaining villain he and, was he was great and it was nice because he didn't really have a motive he just was evil yeah he was a psychopath yeah and um he just liked doing shit for the fun <clears throat> of it and yeah. some some people are like that, sadly. But yeah, that's um, that's another aspect I like about it. There's no backstory. He's yeah. just he's not crazy. doing it for a sick no. sick kid or something like no, that. No, he's like, just oh, he was wronged and he's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. That that is one thing I like about it. There's not even really a backstory with uh, Stallone's character mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, maybe that's why I like the movie a lot. Which I like how they freeze him because well, they think that he killed thirty hostages or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and. Which I was when I was younger, rewatching this, I was like, "Oh, that's why they froze him." I thought it was because the because I was rewatching it um, last week, and I was, I was like, "He gets frozen because he demolishes this building. No one was in the fucking building." And like, someone makes a comment or whatever, it's like, "Oh, it's just... there's 20 people that died." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay. uh, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but there was no investigation. Yeah. No. None so whatsoever. I, I scanned it for heat signatures. Well, yeah, if they're dead, there's gonna be no heat signatures. We're, we're gonna take Wesley Snipes' word on yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah let's, there's the dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Simon he, Phoenix said you know, he killed him, and he said he didn't kill right. him. So no way he killed him beforehand. Yeah. yeah. The uh, what do you think of the whole cryogenically frozen sentence? I was thinking about this. Like, so they get to be cryogenically frozen. They learn skills in hibernation. Some pretty cool skills. They wake up. They haven't aged a day. Mm-hmm. Right, they wake up. Technology's better. Quality of life's better. There's cooler shit. Sounds like everyone a, else gets older. It, it it sounds like a gift as opposed to a exactly. <laughs> now, although there is a throwaway line that uh, Stallone's character says, 
to where he's like, no, I was awake the entire time. Oh, that's right. He does say that. And he's like, all I had was thoughts. And he he would remember his wife beating on the glass <clears throat> on the ice. And that's right. Everything else. Yeah. Okay. So he did say that. if you're alive the entire time, that one, I think that would be interesting. I think that would be an interesting, I guess, character study for a film to where someone gets chirogenically frozen, but they, I mean, the, they remember, they just experience it mentally. Yeah. So if you're in there for 40 years, not talking to anybody, chances are you'll probably lose your mind just from lack of oh, yeah. communication uh, with other people. But it would be interesting to kind of explore that if, um, because mentally more or less, you may be 40 years older Yeah. to where you may but having that seasoned old man thought or thought process is given to you by aging naturally in a society mm-hmm. to where that maybe that one experiencing happen. things and realizing yeah, experiencing yeah. things and learning from it to where you want to yeah. have that knowledge or wisdom. Have you ever, ever read Johnny got his gun? No. It's about a, what is that? It's a book. It's a book. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Gonna... All right. Are you going to explain? Hey, this book it opens from me? left to right. <laughs> Right Sorry, to right left. to left, and then you read from left. See, I can't even get it right. Fuck. Well, in Japan, they open up the other way. That's right. Um, well, do a better job explaining this book to me than I did. A sure. Brave New it's World. about a Vietnam War, <laughs> war veteran who has his arms, legs uh, blown off. He's deaf, he's blind, and he's on life support. And the book is about him with the doctors trying to keep him alive. He has his thoughts. He just wants to die, but he can't communicate it. Hmm. It's awesome. Oh, check it out. It's really good. And it's only like, I think, 180 pages. It's not long. Okay. It's awesome. Johnny got his gun. Johnny got his gun. Check that out. It's great. That kind of, for some reason, I thought of uh, Flowers for Alderaan. Have you read that? I've heard of it. Pretty good. I have it if you want to borrow it. Of course, you let you borrow graphic novels. Those have pictures you didn't even <laughs> Um, But uh, <laughs> reading's hard. Flowers for Alderaan is a, uh, it's kind of a sci-fi book. Um. But it's about a mentally challenged character, Charlie, who uh, he's like a a stock boy or something at a grocery store. And uh, he gets selected to test out this new drug that's supposed to increase cognitive abilities. And so it's a it's his diary and it's written like somebody with a mental disability or learning disability Hmm. would write misspellings grammatical errors everything else things looking very superficial and then as he's taking the drug because the whole thing is diary entries Mm. and it slowly morphs into as he's getting more intelligent his writing gets a lot better he becomes more in depth as far as how he's interacting emotionally with other people he's realizing that some of the people that he thought were his friends were actually making fun of him the whole time and then uh, spoiler alert! They made a movie about it too with um, Uncle Ben uh, from Spider Man. Um, oh, really? Like the '60s or something? Yeah, and uh, he he gets to a point to where he becomes super, super intelligent, and then he starts kind of not a god complex, but he starts looking down on other people, and he uh. starts realizing he's like, oh, this is how people looked at me, the right? Way I'm right. Looking at other people, kind of a thing. <laughs> he has that self-realization. Yeah, but the medicine doesn't hold. And uh, so he slowly starts digresses. back digresses back to where he was. Oh, Pretty good. Flowers um, Flowers for Alderon. For Alderon. So that's his name, Alderon? No. 
His name is Charlie Aldernon, I believe is the name of the mouse. So mm. he has to do a maze and, and he's competing with the mouse. So like the first part of that book is him trying to beat the mouse. Gotcha. And he's like, oh, I want to I want to beat it. Like everything else. The fla- the mouse is named Aldernon. Gotcha. Um, hmm. Pretty good. Um, anyways, back to demolition, man. Yeah. What were we talking about? I don't know. Hey, uh, I like the fact that this movie uh society is so uh clean cut now and sterile the fact that it got down to wiping your own ass is being derogatory or beneath one's station that mm-hmm. they have to use seashells yeah nice touch my question to you jay is how would you use those three seashells i looked it up you did yeah because I, I i just straight up i was like how the fuck were you supposed to use the which is just supposed to be a throwaway some futuristic thing yeah, that yeah. no one would know yeah so i don't know if one of the right i don't think any of the writers said this um well it, it was it was in the movie because I, one of the writers of this movie called somebody else and said hey i need something futuristic for the bathroom what do you think and the guy that he was talking to was taking a shit <laughs> okay or something and he was looking around and then he, he noticed seashells in the bathroom which is everyone usually has a beach theme yeah, or yeah. some BS thing in their bathroom. <clears throat> and uh, he's like, ah, I have some seashells or something. So three seashells. Really? But that I, was it? Yeah. But I Googled it. I was like, how are you supposed to use three? A theory is you're supposed to use two of them. It's kind of like chopsticks to kind of clamp and pull it out. And then the third one to wipe, which I'm like, that is a lot more unsanitary than using. Like, how do you reuse them? Are you washing them every time for the next person? Yeah. And, but it's unofficial. I don't. I think it's just one of those things. What if you had a hemorrhoid and you cl- you clamped it and you pulled oh, you, down? Uh, you, you you pop it. Just just pop it. Oh, just pop it. And you get blood everywhere. Everywhere. Perfect. Or maybe you make a make a pinch point. Just kind of. It's like operation. Push it back in. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Don't hit the red. Don't hit the red. Ha. God, that'll buzz you. <laughs> <laughs> get it. <laughs> um. Wow. That's someone who who's been thinking about it way too long. You use them as chopsticks and then use the other one to wipe. Wait a like second. To so pull it what, out. Why would you need to pull it out? No, why would you need to like how much shit is in your ass, like chunk wise, that you would need to like oh it got stuck again. <laughs> it got stuck in Let my me ass. Just clamp this log down. Fucking throw it in the water. Well, I guess they're eating Taco Bell twenty four hours. So yeah, I guess you gotta shit, you won't even need seashells. That's right. Just be like pissing on a flat rock. That's right. Just blows it right out of your ass. Which brings us to our sponsor. Taco Bell is <laughs> If you've ever been constipated, get Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like, uh, they have the the uh, the penalties for cussing. Yes, it's great. And Perfect. throughout, they never get rid of it. No, throughout the entire it's movie, awesome. every time someone, <laughs> you just, it could be the faintest thing, but it always pops up. You, you hear it? Yeah. You have been fined. It's so faint. It's great. It's a nice touch. I love that. And we're not far off from that in today's society, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is taken out of context, and you're either an ist or a phobic or whatever. Yep. That is true. I mean, that is something that I could definitely see if we keep going down this nonsense path. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, not even fines. People get removed from their job for saying the wrong thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just had that. Uh football coach yeah uh reading what was on his player's ipad yeah so 
which buddy of mine thinks there's other shit there too. I'm sure there is. Yeah. There's never the, who, the, who the fuck knows, you know? But um Yeah, and I, I like the uh <laughs> the only logical conclusion that would happen if you didn't want to have anyone be offended by anything is if the number one radio hit were commercial jingles, mm-hmm. like the Oscar Mayer jingle. It's perfect. Yep. That is what you would have to listen to. Non-offensive music is is commercial jingles. Whoever came up with that is is brilliant. It would be. That's that, perfect. Yeah. And it's the most annoying. Yes. Like that that's how much this feature sucks. <laughs> that you that, that people don't realize how much it sucks is that they're listening to advertisements. Yes. All day. All day long. <laughs> yep. For shit that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> the uh Yeah. Oh. Right. It's even f- more non-offensive because it doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Well, not true because now you have, well, which I kind of, one of the things that like Demolition Man, how things are going on now, cancel yeah. culture targeting people from an earlier time. Yes. So people were up in arms about John Wayne. I think Bill Burr references. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good bit on it. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, uh, someone's <laughs> worried about what a dead guy said. 40 years ago in a magazine that in play, doesn't exist. In a Playboy article. Yeah, yeah. in a Playboy <laughs> article. Um, but I, I think that's there to where looking down on people from a previous time um, yeah. without understanding the context of what kind of society they were living right. in doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. Um, it just It's just a neglect thing to understand what was. Yeah. And They're just a byproduct of their time, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, uh, have you ever seen the Sean Connery interview? Where he's talking to Barbara Walters. Yeah, about in like eighty-seven. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you need to give him a little smack. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love my beer like I love my violence. <laughs> Domestic. <laughs> the, uh, uh. um, and I, I like how they mentioned it to where they kind of had some throwaway lines to where the whole civilization. Because I. One thing RoboCop did a little bit of this too is I think Detroit and RoboCop was just Detroit. Yeah. To where some weird shit was happening, obviously across the world. So maybe it was just like kind of, okay, here's just this city mm-hmm. kind of thing, but the whole world's kind of fucked because they talk about <clears throat> um, people wanting to go to uh, Aruba and yeah. rebels bomb We're like oh, i was gonna go there next week and now i can't and yeah, then, yeah 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 um yeah and then you had the space the star wars space laser, laser like, misfiring two previous yeah, yeah. presidents just out of a, a misfire yeah and it's a throwaway news story yeah to the next one yeah and um <laughs> but demolition man they had i mean they didn't make any mention to other parts of the country no it was just san angeles and which is los angeles san diego and santa barbara yeah um so they didn't explore outside of that um but i i like <clears throat> but you got the feeling that this is the world kind of yeah except cocteau uh who is also a business owner uh that's the name cocteau i know but it's the best name yeah <laughs> the, what should uh, we name our villain cocteau yeah they, they didn't do that again until shrek farquad yeah <laughs> yeah um but the how everyone like after the earthquake and all the violence like 
no one knew what to do and they needed someone to tell them what to do right how to live. he's like oh he brought society back together so now everyone is living the way he uh the leader of that of san angeles is more or less telling them how to live and right. who also owns the prison and everything he else. owns the company that owns the prison yeah. and everything else um but i like how that kind of civilization rose out of fear because people were too afraid to take action on their own mm-hmm. kind of a thing um which is a similar i mean a theme that kind of goes through the whole movie to where they're not really knowing what to do uh lenina huxley uh gets agency as the movie progresses um and becomes more of an active character as opposed to a passive character but at the very beginning same thing with benjamin bratt's uh character but you have a lot of these characters that just don't do anything with the exception of Dizzler and his rebels or whatever um i thought he was good casting by the way dennis leary i did i did i'm i i am not a fan of bringing in a comedian to have them do their shtick in the movie oh yeah um because there's this is a blatant example of it to where he's when he goes on his ranch he's like I, I want a quarter pounder with cheese and it's like he's like i want to smoke cigars i want to oh smoke cuban cigars i'm like wait a minute how the fuck do you know what a cuban cigar is and yeah yeah anyway so i mean there's some anachronisms there but maybe it's a sign of the times yeah. he's only known for his stand-up at the time yep. and yeah. uh but yeah that's an example of it and then they did the same thing with chris rock in lethal weapon four four and to where he's in the back of the yeah. police car riding with Murtaugh. Yeah. And uh, you better hire Johnny Cochran. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, if you hire Johnny Cochran, I kill you. But he's in the back of a car and he's like, hell, I didn't know learn how to walk till I was 10 years old because I grew up in the projects and had to yeah, be yeah. underneath the wind. Like, so he had his spiel. Shtick, and, yeah. Like, whenever they do that with comedians, it just immediately takes me out. I'm like, oh, they're doing their stand up right yeah, now. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, I get it. They, they wanted him to do his his thing i like dennis leary other than that part that part that. there that be, just because he's a he's a really good actor yeah and, he is a good actor but he was probably a hired gun he was like hey comedian <clears throat> one of his first yeah major movies probably and um i can see him leading a resistance like that though yeah being the voice of angst mm-hmm. which is someone you would need to follow if you felt that society was turning your back on you mm-hmm. you would need someone that's vocal like that to, it speaks their mind uh unmuted and just unabashedly yeah and i and i like how with contrast to him you had people thought civilization would fail without someone having someone like cocteau telling them what to do meanwhile you have people who choose to have freedoms or just want to be able to have that choice of the ability to how to live, then they get shunned and outcasted from society because yeah. they're thought of as Neanderthals or yeah. whatever. Um, I like how they had that other, because they could have, they could have easily just not had the rebels. Yeah. Um, and and just been just, a movie about yeah. Um, Stallone, honey down snipes. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like at the beginning, what is it? They're thawing out, john spartan yep and uh bob gunton plays the chief mm-hmm. who is the warden in shawshank yes he um, was he's complaining to sandra bullock's character the whole time while she's like 
while they're thawing be like this is a bad idea i can't believe you talked like i what are we doing like th- this guy's ridiculous he's not gonna be i'm like dude you're the fucking chief of police <laughs> yeah i know i was like how are you not aware of this or sign off on this like yeah. aren't you in charge yeah <laughs> but, I, but it struck me as funny i don't know if it was intentional i think it was just supposed to be some kind of banter back and yeah. forth during that time but the fact that the person who's the head of the police department lacks agency yeah lacks agency <laughs> as far as what his subordinates yeah. are doing you yeah, know um because it would be rude <laughs> that's right he 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 is expecting them not to do to fall out of line at all mm-hmm. he's not prepared that, that's the whole theme of the movie yeah. the whole society is not prepared for anything to fall out of line yeah the... yeah and i like i like how robocop you know corp corporatist capitalization capital damn it capitalist wins mm-hmm. you know this side they follow like a dictator or willing kind of guy ultimately both sides you know powers away from the people society sucks which is still owned by a business it, exactly so it's always about money right yeah. always money. that's the end of the day whether you're capitalist or socialist it's always about money mm-hmm power is always centralized yeah the uh but yeah the two extremes of society like they both suck yeah well i mean i i think something that kind of relates to now yeah even to where yeah according to media you have yeah the two extremes that everyone's yelling on each side but i think probably five percent on each side i think it's both yeah then you got 90 percent in the middle that are just kind of tired of hearing yes just please shut up (laughs) yeah stop watching the fucking news, twenty four seven, because that is the news. That's their that's their business model. Mm-hmm. They want you to be angry. They want you to be divided it's so that they. Bait. That's right. So they get viewership, get that ad revenue going. Yeah, yeah. I think Stallone. I think did a good job in this yeah. role. I like Stallone and Snipes' chemistry. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Sandra Bullock does a good job playing the chipper. Yeah. Whatever. Cause I think this is before speed. Yeah. It's before speed. Um, very unknown. Benjamin Bratt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> his role's good. So it's, uh, there's a Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's in there. Yeah. Um, he's also in judge dread. Yeah. Yeah. No Stallone movie. Um, I guess, uh, he impressed Stallone so much in this movie. Mm hmm. Uh, I think this is the movie that Stallone retired the the run slow mo into the camera as something explodes in the background. <laughs> Maybe, dude, he did it what three times in this movie? I'm thinking Cliffhanger too. I mean, it's so many movies where he's running away from an explosion. <laughs> oh, he's got that. Rah! His fucking lip is just yeah. diagonal. He's yep. just grunting. Loves that. He he was in his it was in his contract. He's like, I gotta have at least one boys. And then Marco Brambilli was like, We're gonna do it three times. You're gonna like it. Which I looked up stuff to see what else he directed. Nothing. Nothing. It He I, just quit. I mean, I'm on I mean, he's he directed like he's done short they're they're all shorts. Yeah. Um to where I mean he's He's Italian, so I don't know if he's just 
like he's just doing more your like just short yeah more you think he had stuff. an awful time making this movie and he was like i don't want to do this again possibly yeah i mean joe silver was the producer i think, I think silver pictures was the production company and i heard he's an awful person yeah. to work with so maybe they just clashed or something could have been yeah i mean he could have just lost his yeah um because i i don't remember how i mean i remember seeing taco bell commercials when demolition yeah. man came out um i think i mean it's what's the rating 6.7 eh, decent i mean yeah. I, I i don't think it's a bad film by any means it's definitely entertaining yeah it um, is the editing is a little iffy um just because they cut so much stuff out towards the end and yeah. a little bit in the middle. I mean the 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 climax of the movie is a little anticlimactic. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the this is the social commentary and the the banter between Stallone and Snipes and the little action pieces in between. That's what I like the movie. That, that's yeah. the most entertaining. And yeah, the fish out of water of kind of yeah. Um, I think is what keeps it entertaining. The action is not bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. It's pre- um, Dude, they blew up that entire fucking building in the in the beginning. Yeah, what was that? Like an old tire factory or something? Uh, it was it was an old warehouse that I think was scheduled for demolition at okay. any rate, and then they they blew. I think it was an old hospital or something <clears> like that. Um, I could look it up in the trivia, but that would require. Internet connection? Well, I have the internet technology. I have I have the technology. I have uh but there's there's so much damn trivia. I know. But I I like that. I like I like the set pieces like that. Yes, that's pretty cool. They um and you know it's real when you watch it, like, wow, that's a that's a real building they just blew up mm -hmm. there. Yeah, because it doesn't look like a miniature. No. They had that uh they had that at their uh not yeah. Well, they also had uh, points of reference. So I think they had a helicopter in the shot too. That was the wings were still spinning, and it was an actual helicopter. Mm-hmm. So you okay? Then, then there was you could tell there was no green screen yeah, or anything. You didn't have that that stroke effect yeah. or that outline around the helicopter yeah. that was apparent. Um, yeah, practical effects like that, great. I mean, the physicality of people, yeah, fighting each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's the the banter, the fish out of water. You get you get to see the future a little bit, um, and then you have those uh, eccentricities of the future that I think are enjoyable, just because it's kind of like a it's kind of so far out there, like oh this is how yeah things are um, yeah, <clears throat> which I think are enjoyable to a lot of people yeah. And Cocteau's character is a lot like you know a cult leader or a religious leader or just even a politician. Mm-hmm. he's kind of lumped into all that or maybe in a ceo of like a corporation he reminded me of the leader of heaven's gate yeah <clears throat> which i think this was before heaven's gate because i think heaven's gate was the like 98 with haley's comet right <clears throat> is when they yeah. all yeah it's, it's before oh jeez <clears throat> jeez yeah um but yeah so this but he struck me as like yeah, yeah a cult leader kind of like a religious more of a religious figure Then you had the guy from uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. What's his name? He always pops up in movies yeah. like out of you know, nowhere. He's you know, one of those. Uh... You're going to have Glenn. I got that. <laughs> Shadix? 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 Um, 
Oh. Yeah, you need the phonetic. He died. Like I know. You need <clears throat> the phonetic like a uh, web page loader. I know. Yeah, just oh. I'll get one of those computers for uh blind people where it just yeah, speaks there everything. And then I just have a computer tell me what it says. How does that work if you're blind? How do you even know like what to click? I think it's all voice activated. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm just being I don't know. Never. Hey, well, you brought it up. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. I mean, I again, I think RoboCop's a better... It's better. Because it, this... This is more tongue-in-cheek. I don't think... Uh, <clears throat> Demolition Man's more tongue-in-cheek. I don't think it's ever... It's not absurd enough to be satire. No. Um, because I don't feel like I, I feel like the first ten minutes may have been satire of LA just being on fire. Yeah. Um <clears throat> that felt over the top, but I I don't know. It, I didn't get the satire feeling from this as much as it was just kind of like uh, uh, here's yeah. a here's a future where everyone's yeah. just it's kind of funny too that you know LA's on fire, but yet there's still a functioning police department. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they don't go there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're like, damn it, Spartan. I'm sure at this point, if LA was on fire, the National Guard, the fucking military would be in. There wouldn't be cops. Yeah. yeah they would have been out, you know, out on their asses. Would have been a, declared a war zone. And yeah, been troops would have been in there. But it's a movie. No, this is this is a, a quintessential laundry, fold your laundry movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just to have it on the background. Have it on the background. Or... Robocop, I actually want to, I'd sit down and. Watch. Want to enjoy it? Yeah, mm-hmm. watch it a little bit. Either yep. way, I like both these movies. I recommend yeah. them both. Yeah, they're fun. They are fun. Cool. Yeah. I'd- what future <laughs> do you think we're more likely to be? I guess or to have Demolition's Man, Demolition Man's future, or RoboCop's future? <clears throat> I would say. Probably Demolition Man's future. Yeah? But I think things will probably have to get a lot more like RoboCop before we get to Demolition Man. So I... <laughs> okay, gotcha. I, I feel like... <clears throat> That's a good answer. I feel like it would have to go really south. Because, yeah. I mean, the social pendulum swings. All the time. All the time. So yeah. it has to get really fucking bad to end up like that. Yeah. Um, But I think even in... If we had Demolition Man's I don't think we'd, it would ever be a total 100% of either one. Just I don't because think so I don't think people would put up with them. There would always be future. There would always be resistance, yeah. Yeah. For sure. No one no one would want to live there. No. Except like a small group of people maybe, but yeah, yeah. kind of like California right now. People know. moving out. I don't know how they Going live. to Florida. Going to, <laughs> no one's going to Florida. Going to Texas. It's too fucking humid there. Um the, <laughs> Is it dry? Uh, <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, what do you what do you think we're <clears throat> what do you think we're closest to now? Oh, Demolition Man. Yeah, the, RoboCop's like we're not at that level of like just anarchy and violence yeah. right now. I mean, now, I will say, in the, not that <clears throat> I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I will say, like the manipulation of businesses. Yeah, I think we're pretty. I think we're there. Oh, corporate America? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, OCP? No, yeah. that exists. But that as is far a real as thing. Like, 
just a random street like in robocop and people are just looting looting and, and raping and yeah, pillaging just on a normal tuesday yeah, like it's yeah. not even something happened to cause it it's just this is yeah. the way life is kind of a yeah. thing um yeah i don't think we're there yeah yet, but as far people as people with military grade weapons blowing up yeah de- entire department stores and cars and mm-hmm. yeah but yeah the uh Corporate America manipulating everything, absolutely, just because you always have to have that ex- ever-expanding. Always improve that EBITDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our EBITDA is 1.2. Doing great. No, but I, I I say Demolition Man just for the censorship aspect of that movie and how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. seeping in a lot, especially on social media. And I mean, you, you work at a job, Jay. You ever get pulled into those stupid hr seminars about whatever it's like why are we here right now once a year what are we all eight yeah i I know how to treat people at the workplace i get it i know what to say what not to say you don't tell me slap them on the ass once yeah don't do it twice you just do it once oh wait you you... don't walk up to your coworker and say nice tits you don't say that i don't know if you (laughs) you don't say hey please uh, i noticed you the other day you look pretty good making coffee would you want to sleep with me Usually what I do, I go up. Tell me what you do, Jay. A little slap on the butt. Okay. I tell him that he's doing a good job. I'm like, Frank, keep (laughs) it up. I don't do it twice. Twice is for pleasure. You just just do it once. Gotcha. Sends the message. Comes from baseball. Good game. So you got a one-ass slap policy. One-ass slap. And that's where you draw the line. Yep. It's two is crossing the line. not a fucking animal. (laughs) Yeah. Just one-ass slap. Good job on that report. See you next. See you tomorrow, Frank. That actually would make a good work environment. I would enjoy you slapping me on the ass if I gave a good meeting, let a good meeting. Yeah. a boy, Matt. Anything. Yeah. a boy. Who who <laughs> doesn't enjoy that? They're lying to themselves. I know. They are. So. But yeah, I, I can I can see that. Yeah, because it's we're definitely I think it's kind of letting up. I know during it is the whole yeah. Me Too era, it was just like a Oh God! One strike and you're out. Policy kind yeah. of a thing. Granted, it was a lot of uh, people that, yeah, probably deserve we're just, that. We're just but habitual, there, yeah, but yeah. there was a lot of collateral damage. I th- oh, yeah. think to where um, it for a while, and it, it didn't even really necessarily have to do with sexual harassment or anything like that in the workplace. It was just like, oh, if you say one thing wrong, yeah, you're done. Yeah, and but. It's not the only difference is it wasn't based on what one person thought. It was like a collective vocal minority would determine the fate of somebody's life because of something they may have put on Twitter or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I and I don't I don't even like judging someone from their past digressions or something that they may have said that you didn't agree with. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that our society is going towards no forgiveness. Or second chances. Yeah. I hate that. That is not I, I mean, what's the um I'm yeah, not talking about I, like egregious shit like, you know, well, rape. No, I That's no, not I, what know. I mean, you know. But it's but it's teaching at least kids today that if you make a mistake, there are no second chances. Right. Um and it is like that for some offenses. The but yeah, I, I don't like how Oh, you did this 25 years ago, or you said this 25 years ago, and you're the same person. 
people change. Oh yeah. Like for sure. and there's always a, Oh, well no one really changes. Like this isn't a fucking bathroom sign in your house or live, laugh, love right next to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's people change all the time. Shit <laughs> yeah, happens. Yeah. They grow especially if they were like in their twenties or something oh, like yeah. that, or even a teenager, whenever it was, even if they did something when they were 30 to where now that they're in their sixties, yeah, you're a completely different person. Or if you have kids, you're just something completely the, different, which I think a lot of that is just, it's just money yeah, or revenge or just the, the sheer joy for some reason as a society of us liking to watch people fall and just fucking flail having some sort of semblance of power that you had yeah. a hand like you were powerful and i think part of that is just people enjoy watching that shit happen because they're like mm, i'm better than that person yeah makes myself feel better yep and which is gross but, that is gross makes me um, sick just thinking about it but yeah which they kind of did in demolition man when yeah. they stole all the food from taco bell and all those people were like oh Oh, oh, those oh, peasants. Oh, God, the sewer people. Those sewer people. When eat. all they wanted was food. That's all they wanted. Um, those people are just trying to get something to eat. <laughs> that was a great impression. I know. I'm terrible at Stallone's. Oh, uh, you trying to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brisk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Well, Jay. Anything more on Demolition Man? I don't think so. I think I'm good. All right. Well, I'm glad you're satisfied, Jay. I I always leave satisfied. Ooh. Whether you're satisfied or not, <laughs> I, I could give two I'm shits. Gonna, I'm going to go satisfy myself when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always satisfied. All right. Well, that's Demolition Man and Robocop. Watch them. Watch them together back to back. It's, uh, it's fun. I would say if you're going to watch one... I don't know. Watch. I don't know. Yeah, watch them the in order that they in came order. out. Yeah, or they came out. Yeah, yeah. Do RoboCop. Do uh, Demolition Man. It uh, because <clears throat> it it kind of it'd be kind of like because the beginning of Demolition Man has L.A. on fire. It's kinda, it kind of more in line with yep. what RoboCop was. Um, yep, and it kind of gradually as you lead into it. Leads so. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I always. Uh, I'm glad we talked about these because I always kind of felt like these two movies could have happened in the same universe. Oh, yeah. To where um, Demolition Man is just 30 or 40 years in the future past Robocop. Robocop. So, um, yeah. All right. right, Well, uh, we will be hit or miss for the next couple of weeks. Um, We are going to may take a slight break. There might be a short episode or two in there. but. we have not decided what we're doing next. So if you have an idea or if you have uh, something, a movie you would like for us to review or talk about, whether it be new, existing, you want us to do a top five, let us know. Shoot us an email, comment on our website, let us know somehow, and uh, we can get to work on it. Yeah, we're, we're toying with the idea of having a guest. Yes. Next. So I'm excited about that. Won't be Puff. It'll be a different guest. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll be here too. Y- maybe. I'll be here to bounce ideas off of whoever else it is. Come on. I want to do it. <laughs> we'll be having a guest. Uh, we're bouncing that idea around. So we already have the movies. Uh, we just got to work yeah. out the schedule. Oh, yeah. And all that. So 
Um, but I think I would like, I feel like we need to do one episode before we have the guests because there's, I think all three of those movies, one movie, I think a lot of people have probably seen. There's yes. two movies that I think a lot of people haven't, haven't seen. seen. So yeah. and I think it would probably be more fun if they watched them prior to us doing a podcast. Also. Okay. So all right. we might have to do an episode beforehand, but uh, we can do that. Let us know uh, what you guys want us to do an episode on. Um, we are, one of us is going on vacation. The other one is not. And so we have some time. You have some time. And then you're traveling to work somewhere. Yep. So we uh it's a it's a hectic August. It is. But uh let us know. Uh we are never too busy to watch movies, especially at work. <laughs> that's when that's my favorite time to watch them. So it's the only time to watch them. It's the only time people leave me the fuck alone. I can watch a movie. So all right. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, Matt. Back to Again, learning disability, you got to work on it. It's talking, it's tough. Uh, welcome back. Thank uh, you. Next time you kick me in the nuts, it will be a forever fire. Though. Okay. So, Fair enough. All right. <laughs>